on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so we are dishing on Madison's food scene. What do sage, echinacea, and basil all have in common? They're all herbs you can handily grow right here in Madison. Jane Holly Stevens is the founder of Four Elements Organic Herbals, and she's been selling her products from her farm in the Baraboo Hills and our local stores for decades, and doing certified organic way before it was cool. Jane joined lead producer Molly Stentz to tell us about her work and share tips on how you can grow your own organic herb garden. It's Thursday, June 15th, and here's what Madison's talking about. Jane, hello. Thanks for joining me today. I'm happy to be here, Molly. Thanks for asking. So you're probably one of the largest organic herb farms in Wisconsin, if not the Midwest or maybe the country. Am I wrong? How many different herbs do you grow? Well, I grow uh, probably 80 different herbs, but I know of some other larger farms that are more into production of just bulk herbs. But I, um, my specialty is growing herbs to produce into products that get them in the hands of people. You know, my real goal is to get people to trust nature because that's what, you know, we're here for is to have this partnership between nature and humans. And anyway, it's, it's pretty lovely and a lot of work. <laughs> I bet. And, and folks in the Madison area have probably seen your stuff at Willie Street and Metcalf and Whole Foods, but you really sell nationwide, don't you? I do. Yeah, and it's it's really um, fun to like, because now I've been in the Willie Street Co-op for about thirty-one years, and it's even like the next generation are coming along and say, "Oh, my mom used this on me when I was a baby." <laughs> well, I won't ask you for your favorite herb, although I think I heard that maybe it's lemon balm. It's true. Like lemon balm does everything for a person. It seems like. Um, yeah, lemon balm is my favorite herb, although, you know, it's like your children, you have, like, they're all your favorites. But lemon balm tastes good. It's easy to grow. It's super bountiful. Um, it comes, you're, you know, oh, by the way, I have to say that I cannot claim to treat, mitigate, or cure any diseases per FDA instructions. And by the way, they do watch what I'm saying. So, um, I love to talk about traditional uses of plants, but I can't make any claims. You know, lemon balm has been used from every, from a lot, for a lot of different things, from your head to your top gut and beyond. So that the FDA watches what you say about herbs? Yes, they do. Um, it seems kind of funny, like when the two agents came to my apothecary in North Freedom and stuck around for three days. Um, and I'm like, really? Like, even if I never hurt anybody? Um, and then like later that night, I saw in the news that there was a chemical spill in West Virginia that ruined all the water in the river. And there was basically no regulations for that chemical company. But meanwhile, they're they're out at your farm. <laughs> you know, you can't look at what's fair. You just, um, you know, try to follow the rules as best you can um, in order to serve, you know, that's who you're trying to serve. So, 
I, that I, that just blows my mind. What were they? What were they looking for? Oh well, uh, you know what? I think we should just change the subject. Let's have a personal conversation about. Okay. This. All right. Sorry. I was just like I can't even imagine what would happen having federal agents show up. But that doesn't need to be the focus of this. It yeah. Just- but it shows you should definitely support organic farmers and herbalists because um, they have to do go through a lot in order to bring those great quality products to you. So, you know, I think that's that really matters. So for folks just starting a backyard garden, wanting to grow herbs for the first time, what advice would you have for them growing organically? Well... Um, you know, to choose some herbs that are easy to grow and are prolific and cover a wide range of health concerns. Um, some of the herbs that I would recommend would be um, lemon balm, of course. Echinacea is so beautiful and it has that immune system, promotes a healthy immune system. Sage is something that you use in cooking, but also has uh, been known to support a healthy function of stopping bacterial growth or any kind of infections. That's great. And it makes a wonderful tea uh, that helps not only with a healthy digestive system, but a healthy immune system. But that one, you need good drainage. So if you have heavy soil, just make sure it's in a raised bed. Chamomile is great, but it's just, it's like right now it's blooming and then it'll, it'll die once July comes. And, you know, it's like, you mentioned food and the gardeners who are growing their food. And um, like Hippocrates said, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. So herbs and vegetable gardens go so well together because, you know, those people are really raising the bar on their healthy choices by trying to grow a few vegetables. And just by adding a few herbs to that, not only will you increase the quality of your meals, but you can really enhance your well-being as well. Another good one is Tulsi or holy basil. That one has really uh, gained popularity. And in India, traditionally, um, it's said that there's a pot of Tulsi outside a person's doorway, and it helps to protect them from negative situations as well as negative health consequences. I like Tulsi. And one thing that I've learned about it is that it comes back. It comes back. Like once you have it, you always have it, which is kind of a delight in the spring, finding what has planted itself. That is definitely delightful. And what a great thing that nature provides like that. So you're you're an organic pioneer. I don't know if folks know this, but I mean, you you went organic decades ago before it was even a thing, right? Before there was a national certification, before the USDA... Yeah, that's true. There was just uh, local certifications. You're right. So uh, it's really a cool and organic path. My career has been from, um, you know, so I'm a UW horticulture graduate in the early 80s. Um, And then my first job out of college, I was asked to put in an herb garden. And for those um, old timers around Madison, you might remember there was two genetic engineering firms on either side of Madison. And at the time, genetic engineering wasn't even a thing. It was These were just research places. And I happened to work at one of those. There, I was asked to put in an herb garden just as part of the landscape. 
And so that was a really beautiful and lucky break. So I put in the herb garden. And then when I got married and pregnant, I wanted to uh, just grow herbs for a career. And that's when the organic certification started happening. And at the time I was living in Texas, I was a very out of place northerner in Texas for six years. And I certified through the Texas Department of Ag. Then I learned about, with a little family, started learning about how herbs are so great uh, to support well-being and actually for medicine that I started like shifting my focus towards that. What would you say has been the hardest thing about growing organically or the thing that you've had to grapple with? Well, thank you for asking that question. And I'm sorry to say that right now the hardest thing is actually going through all the paperwork required to be certified organic. And it used to be very friendly. Um, and in fact, the organic certification has ended with, um, and so Jane, why do you want to be certified organic? And I would always say, well, would you dump chemicals on your mother? <laughs> and, um, but now it is so cumbersome to try to keep all your ducks in a row. Like anything you put on your farm, you got to save your receipt and the container and write down everything you do every day. But at this point, there should be two levels of organic. Because right now, when I talk to people like at the um, organic farming conference that Marble Seed puts on in lacrosse every February, Nobody my size is even bothering to be certified, and it just doesn't seem right that we can't have hold that place of honor. I mean, I'm doing it because of what I'm because of my whole business model, but yeah, and the earth deserves people to be certified organic. I'm wondering about this spring because it's been so hot and so dry and I wonder how that's affected your herbs so far this year. Well this is where my age comes in handy <laughs> because I've seen so much and you just don't get as rattled as when you're younger. So this is nothing. <laughs> this is something but you know we all know that the earth is suffering is going to keep crying out pay attention and, you know, I remember that last drought year, the truth that came to mind for me was that even in my worst year, I am probably better off than most human beings. And, you know, just to still hold that sense of gratitude that I have what I have and just see how I can navigate this. But it's a lot to haul hoses like that's how we're watering. We don't have a big irrigation system. And by the way, I hate hauling hoses at my age. <laughs> I don't know if I ever liked it. But um, anyway, yeah, it's a challenge, but farming has always been a challenge. I mean, I hate hauling them at my age. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. <laughs> but so what are you harvesting right now? What What's fresh right now? Oh, I love that question. So mullen is ready and... Um, so the hawthorn flowers actually carry more constituents than the fruits of these flavonoids, which help to promote a healthy heart function. So hawthorn flowers and our, our arnica is blooming really great right now. The sage is coming into flower, so that makes a good time to harvest the sage and the thyme. And red clover. So yeah, it's kicking into gear, Molly. 
So are you using the flower from the sage in addition to the leaf? Well, you know, it's really about the leaf. Good question. But when things come in, when herbs, which means the leafy portion of a plant, is coming into flower, the constituents are at their peak. So as these herbs come into flower, that's the right time to harvest them before they're in full flower. Ah, okay. And that's when, so that's when they're the freshest or that's when you get the the most benefit? Yes, the most benefit. So thanks for making me flesh out the word constituents. Not everybody understands. It's a term used in herbalism where, you know, like say, Mullen has qualities that the Europeans brought that plant over because it has constituents that promote healthy lung function. So those, you know, the chemical active ingredients that are helpful for lung function, those are called constituents. And yes, those reach their peak. Think think of the plant as uh, like wanting to come into flower. So it's going to just pump out all its goodness. And so um, that's a great time to harvest the leaf as it's coming into flower. Uh, um, But the roots are best harvested in the spring or fall when the leaves are not really showing or just barely when they're enough to identify the plant because the root is a storage organ. And of course, flowering plants like the Arnica, for example, the more you pick them, the more they'll bloom. So you just keep picking them. And that makes a great salve, right? It does. Oh, my gosh. Helps to promote healthy muscle function. And um, boy, I've been using that a lot. (laughs) And so you're having an open house coming up on June 17th. What can people expect if they come visit your farm? Well, it's a really lovely open farm day, uh, free and open to the public, great for families. So uh, my husband, David Stevens, works at the UW Arboretum, and he's the curator of the horticulture, uh, so the flowering trees and shrubs, and he's excellent, um, you know, knowing lots of facts about native trees and shrubs as well. So he gives, so we both give consecutive tours at 1230 and 230. So you can go to see mine, then his, or then his, then mine. Um, So he'll be uh, giving a little hay wagon ride on trees and shrubs um, and also a wonderful prairie that he established with no pesticides or herbicides rather. And um, I, I have a garden based on the chakra system, which is an Eastern system of looking at the body. And really it's, I created this so it would be a good educational it's like perfect for open farm day. So I get to bring people through each um, garden that represents each body system and show plants that support each of those systems. So, and it's very pretty. Oh my gosh, the peonies are blooming now. I think it'll be gorgeous. Bring your cameras. Um, and then, so we go through the chakra garden and you get to meet the plants that you've seen in at the co-ops. You get to meet them in real life. <laughs> Um, And then we go into the production fields um, and I talk to people about producing herbs. Plus I have an excellent plant sale with some rare medicinal plants in the greenhouse. We'll have all of our product line there and my amazing friendly staff and knowledgeable staff will be there. You can meet the people behind the products. Plus even just the drive here for Madison is just phenomenal. 
Um, and you could, you know, spend the day in the Sauk County area. You know, we have Devil's Lake nearby and a really nice bike trail at the Sauk County Trail over, um, which used to be called Badger. Um, anyway, there's a lot to do in the area. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful area. Are there herbs? So you've got and it, it seemed like you had maybe 50 different herbs on your plant sale. I mean, all different kinds, some medicinal, some culinary, some some both. Mm-hmm. Um, are there some herbs that you just have to have fresh? I know you do a lot of dried herbs and you and you do a lot of products out of them. But are there some that you just they just aren't the same that you just have to have fresh that I love that you would take with you? I do love that question. Well, Tulsi Fresh is really phenomenal, and that makes a great tea all summer long. Um, I have a lot of lemongrass, and that makes a really fun tea to uh, use all summer long. And, of course, for cooking, it's much better fresh. And basils, I mean, there's nothing like fresh basil. In fact, what would a summer be without a fresh basil and tomato, right? That was my first one. I was just like, I can't use dried basil. I just can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So for folks that might be, um, maybe they live in an apartment, they don't have a lot of room, but they want, they they see herbs or they're coming to visit. What herbs, what would be good like starter herbs for a balcony, a, a, a little apartment garden? I love that question because my daughter lives in Madison a mile, like on East Wash on one of those high rise apartments. And she has the greenest balcony of all of them. She has, uh, so she has culinary herbs in a container, which would it's easy to grow oregano, thyme, sage, basil, all of those and parsley. All of those are super easy in containers. But I was so proud of her last year. She collected dandelion seeds and grew dandelion on her <laughs> on her balcony for you know because wow. it supports a healthy liver function that is not anything i've ever needed to plant <laughs> right but anyway just for her smoothies yeah. in the morning well jane it's been a pleasure to talk with you today about herbs and growing herbs and your beautiful farm and business thank you so much Thank you, Molly, for my opportunity to do my favorite thing, which is connect people to plants. So I really appreciated this opportunity, and I hope to see a lot of your listeners at our Open Farm Day, June 17th, from noon to five. That was Jane Holly Stevens, owner and grower of Four Elements Organic Herbals, talking with lead producer Molly Stentz. If you want to go to her and her husband's open farm day this Saturday, June 17th, check out our show notes for a link with more details. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Things that can go well with herbs. Cheese. The UW Center for Dairy Research is on the hunt to hire an expert cheese taster. They plan to train part-time testers to judge things like, quote, appearance, texture, taste, and aroma attributes. Panelists should expect to be tasting up to 24 cheese samples and 12 pizzas a week, along with other food. Is that you? You got the stomach? We'll toss a link in if you want to hop on that sweet gig. And there's a new weekly market coming to Madison's Eastside Shopping Center on East Wash. Starting next Wednesday, June 21st, and going through September, there's going to be local food, 
live music, and art every Wednesday evening, right behind the shopping center. The hope is to increase foot traffic to the businesses at the strip mall and build community. This will be in partnership with Make Music Madison and feature a ton of vendors. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this podcast with someone who adores mojitos and herbal teas? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, whatever you water grows.